TKM Incorporated is a sponsor of Keeping Up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. This construction company in Moss, Tennessee specializes in erosion control. They do seeding and soil using hydro seeding and hydro mulch, minor excavation, silt fencing, traffic control, and construction signs. I had the privilege to hang out with Nick Melton of TKM Incorporated. And when I mean hang out with him, I mean spend some personal time. Uh, His boys and I and him did some uh, tree climbing in a park in Salina, Tennessee. We did a little Brazilian jiu-jitsu in a pavilion at the same park. Uh, We've had breakfast together, and I got invited to work out with them in a CrossFit gym, and they nearly killed me. And and I've also been, been to church with Nick Melton. Nick likes to say that TKM stands for the King's Men. Because you see, his mission, his life is, is that they serve the king. And if you want this guy and their company to do some work for you while they serve the king, you can contact them at 931-243-3958. That is 931-243-3958. The King's Men. SJL General Contractors specializes in asphalt, demolition, concrete finishing, and heavy hauling. This family-owned business is licensed in Alabama and Tennessee. You can contact them for any of your construction needs, 931-433-4660. That is 931-433-4660 or three W's and a dot sjnl.com, www.sjnl.com. SJNL General Contractor is a sponsor of Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure. It was the second or third time I had spoken at this particular men's retreat. We were at Paris Landing State Park, and I was going to speak on Friday and Saturday, and then uh, at the end of the day on Saturday, I would drive across the river and and go to the church in uh, Murray, Kentucky, and speak to the entire congregation. Well, while I'm at this men's retreat, I'm making a presentation. I noticed that that in the, the room, one of the guys is taking notes, but he's taking notes, and he's not using paper. He's got this pad in front of him, and I, you know, I think I recognize it as an iPad, but he's got this thing that looks like a pencil, but it's not your typical stylus. It's not the little rubber tip stylus like you'd use uh, you know, on a, a computer board, and it's not the kind of stylus you'd use with like a Palm Pilot or a BlackBerry. And, and so at one of the breaks, I walked over to the guy, and I said, hey, what is this thing you're, you're using here? And so he showed me this, this iPad Pro with an Apple pencil. I had never seen one. I didn't know what they were. And and so he let me play with it a minute and, and I found a blank page and, and did a couple of cool, real quick doodles and some sketches. And then you could change the, the size of your marker and you could erase or you could just hit a redo button. It's super, super cool. And I was, you know, just, you know, I was, I was fascinated by it. Well, on Sunday morning, uh, I drive over the bridge to Murray, and uh, I'm getting out of my truck, and I walk into the, the church, and there's a deacon waiting on me, and he's got this gift bag, and he hands me this gift bag, and he says, you're supposed to take this and don't ask any questions. Well, I know you're not supposed to take stuff at the airport and, and not ask questions, so I was a little taken aback. You know, what am I smuggling across the river uh, from uh, Kentucky back into Tennessee and then into Alabama? But it turns out when I got back to the truck and I opened up the gift bag, there was an iPad Pro completely sealed and protected in an otter box and an Apple Pencil. Now, 
no questions asked means that the the donor wants to remain anonymous. But I suspect it's this gentleman that was at the retreat named Steve Simmons. Steve Simmons of Murray, Kentucky. Uh, he's an entrepreneur. He and I had met on several different occasions when I'd been in that area speaking, and he gives me this elaborate, over-the-top gift of this iPad. So immediately I start thinking, you know, hey, I've got to do something productive with this thing. And and so I started learning to use the bells and whistles on this thing, and, and I'm, I'm not really computer savvy, and so I don't use that to, to its full potential, but I've created an incredible amount of digital art. Now, when I was in high school, I traded my bicycle to a guy, a guy named Lamar Harbin, and asked him to build me a drawing box. And it's an it's a angled box. It sits on top of the shelf. It has a pedestal. You can put a light, uh, and then it's got a light underneath it, and it's got an opaque glass so you could do layers uh, before layers were available on iPads and computer graphics and stuff. And, and once I got this iPad, I hadn't drawn on my regular table in years. You know, everything that I drew in, uh, from my junior year on, everything I drew in college, all the airbrush projects I did, uh, you know, I'd say 97% of all the artwork I ever produced in my life w was produced on, the, on this drawing box that, that Lamar Harbin made for me. But once I got a hold of this iPad, I've been using it for, for, for digital art. Uh, one of the things that I did was uh, I had come up with this idea for a story. And, and I was trying to, to do something in the, the vein or the realm of C.S. Lewis. And, and it, it, it's a story about being selfish. And, and the way the story is, is designed, it's, it, and I got inspired when I was crawling around in a creek at the Backwoods Christian Camp and doing some repairs on their water line. And I was lying in this little creek, and there's ferns growing over the bank. And, and as I'm crawling, pulling this thing, I see this dragonfly come flying down the middle. And in my mind, I kind of created this, this fantasy world where the brain or the mind of a person is like a swamp. And you've got dragonflies and ferns and turtles, and, but the whole thing has been backed up and has become stagnant because it's been flooded and it's controlled entirely only by thoughts of self. And the name of this little story that I, that I was trying to invent is called The Selfish Reel, R-I-L-L. -L. And a reel is a, is a little rivulet or it's a little river. And, and I drew characters for it and I drew designs for it. I even ended up writing a manuscript that was a couple of hundred pages long. But once I got the iPad, I just decided to turn it into a short story. And I would write it on the iPad, and then I would illustrate it in the margins. And, and it was actually published. Uh, Joey Sparks helped me publish this thing. But it's done 100% and drawn 100% and written 100% on my iPad. And it's called The Selfish Reel, a story about a decision. You can find it on Amazon if you're interested in reading something that's really, really kind of bizarro. Uh, but it has some really uh, loose sketches. There's not, nothing in it is finished artwork. It, it's doodles like you're looking at somebody's journal. And so, you know, I sent a, a, a message to, to Mr. Simmons. I said, look, I'm trying to use this iPad to do some good things. You know, this is a, with great power comes great responsibility, I think Spider-Man would say. And so I'm trying to use this iPad to its potential. Well, I talked to one of my tech friends, and, and he said that I could use it as a whiteboard. And he, he walked me through the process of getting an Apple TV and learning to do a screen mirroring. And he recommended, hey, if you travel with this, and you're going to use it for presentations, you should probably just buy your own projector because you get to some place and they don't have an HDMI cord. Or they don't have this kind of uh, cord that, that works. Then you'll be frustrated. So just buy your own kit. So I got this big backpack 
It has my projector. It has my Apple TV. And, and so I go and I, and I just basically set my iPad up and then I can draw on the iPad and, and the, the stuff appears on, on the screen or on the wall. And it has become one of my favorite tools to use in teaching, especially when I do marriage seminars or I do bullying seminars. Anytime that I go and, and speak, you know, people are always asking if you have PowerPoint. I despise to PowerPoint. I hate to give a presentation where somebody else has created the slides. You know, we call it death by PowerPoint. And, and so when I use something visual, I'm going to use my iPad as like this whiteboard. And, and so... I'm speaking at Columbia Christian Academy in, in Columbia, Tennessee, and I'm doing my bullying thing. And, and I talked to the high school for a couple of hours. And, and then when the high school students left, I did the middle school students. And then after the middle school students left, I was going to get to speak to like the K through three, the, the elementary kids. And so I'm standing in front of the room in, the, in their chapel area and they don't have a screen, but I've got this big blank wall. And I don't think I need to explain this to the children, but I'm standing there talking. And while I'm talking, I'm drawing on my on my iPad and the things that I'm drawing on my iPad are appearing on the wall. And so we're doing the thing, you know, you, you've all heard me talk about the Fido drill where you draw the little dog house and the dog bowl. And then you ask the, the, the questions, is it true? Can I change it? Does it need to be changed? And so I've drawn this little dog house and I've drawn the little bowl and I'm writing on the board. Well, this little girl, and she couldn't have been three or four years old. You know, she's in, in you know, the pre-K or the kindergarten. And, and she's watching these these symbols and these things appear on the wall. And she just stands up in the middle of the crowd and shouts, how is this even happening? And, and she's got her little hands in the air and her shoulders are shrugged. And when she yells, how is this even happening? A little boy in the room yells out, it's magic. And then I lost control of the entire entire room. I mean, just absolutely had to just stop the whole presentation and turn the iPad around and say, no, 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 no. I'm drawing on the iPad. The iPad talks to the projector and the projector shows it on the wall. And I had to stop the whole thing because this little girl stood up and exclaimed, how is this even happening? She got so absorbed in the process that she missed the product. She got so wrapped up in what was going on around her, the things that she was observing, that she missed the, the absolute plain lesson that was, that was being written on the wall. Now, normally when I talk to corporate groups and I talk to sports teams or I, I talk to people who are competitors, I, I, I normally talk about process versus product and that the process is way more important than the product. You know, you can do outcome-based coaching. And you can talk about, hey, did we win the trophy? Did we win the bell? Did we win the ring? Did we win the ball? Or you can talk about performance-based coaching. Did we get faster? Did we get stronger? Did we improve our VO2 max? Did we learn to work as a team? Did we develop some discipline? But in this particular occasion, the, the product is already done. There's a lesson being taught about other people's words and whether or not they have power over you. But this little girl was so enthralled in, in, in how things were appearing magically on the wall that that she she lost the product because she got so distracted by the process. If we get focused on us when we're experiencing something that we can learn from, if we're in the middle of, of an experience, a trial, a tribulation, or just a lesson, if we're just living life and, and, and life has the ability to teach us 
great lessons in mundane things, but but if we get focused only on us and in living our lives and encountering these things that we don't understand or when we see things happening around us or in front of us that we can't comprehend and, and we exclaim, how is this even happening? And then one of our well-meaning friends decides to explain it to us and tells us it's magic or it's karma or it's fate or it's destiny, or it's providence. And and we listen to to their explanation of how this is happening, and then we focus on how it's happening rather than what I can do with what's happening. If we make that mistake, then we miss what is written obviously, clearly, and plainly on the wall in front of us. When we get wrapped up in, in, in the process and, and, and we want to put some special significance that, that we were being punished or that we deserve this or, or that we're weak or we're bad. And, 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 and we have these experiences and, and our focus is more on the mechanics of the circumstances. We get so wrapped up in, in the mechanics of the circumstances that we're tempted to exclaim, how is this even happening? And we get wrapped up in the mechanics of the circumstances and we declare, how is this even happening? Then we make the mistake because we're questioning the process and missing the lesson. We're missing the the product. You see, we think sometimes when we ask that question, we, we encounter some difficulty or we're going through a dark time or we're having to learn a lesson of discipline. And all discipline requires suffering and all suffering requires discipline. When we get mixed up and we get lost in the process, and we may even feel frustrated, we may even feel futile, we may even feel helpless, we may even feel confused, and we yell, why is this even happening? How is this even happening? And when we exclaim it like that, it's because we think that God is doing something to us rather than understanding that God is doing something with us. Using the tool of shortwave radio, World Christian Broadcasting literally covers the world every day with the gospel. They use two large curtain antennas. One is located in Anchor Point, Alaska, and the other in Madagascar. They send out messages that are recorded at their international home in Franklin, Tennessee. They make available 40 hours of broadcast every day. The broadcasts are made in English, Chinese, Russian, Spanish, Portuguese, Korean, English for Africa, and Arabic. They would love for your group to visit them. You can bring your ladies group, your youth group, or your men's group. Just give them a call at 615-371-8707, 615-371-8707, or you can go to three W's and a dot, worldchristian.org, find the donate here button and make a financial contribution to support this work that literally covers the world every day with the gospel. World Christian Broadcasting in cooperation with Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure is sponsored by us. What? We sponsor ourselves? Is that even legal? Check us out on Amazon. 
you can have access to the titles of Pedagogue, the Youth Ministry Book by Lonnie Jones, Cognitive Spiritual Development, a Christ-Centered Approach to Spiritual Self-Esteem, Grappling with Life, Controlling Your Inside Space, a small essay using the principles of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu to talk about psychological and emotional self-defense, If I Were a Mouse, a children's book written and illustrated by Lonnie Jones, and then The Selfish Real, a very short story about a decision. Also, you can check out our YouTube channel to see archived lessons and presentations from across the country, some videos with uh, rope tricks and knots. Don't forget to visit the uh, Facebook page, 550 Guys, to learn about the little rope men that we make and in, that we invented and that we make. And then be sure to click like, subscribe, and share. This is Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure. Oh,